Out of Detroit, Michigan, Cigar Brett uses his IG Live to share his love of cigars with hosting convos with industry personnel and other cigar enthusiasts. People have called him an influencer, but he'll tell you he's just a real dude enjoying cigars in his garage. Very grateful that he took some time out to have this conversation. This is JLP number 38 with the Cigar Brett. Brad, what's good, brother? Man, nothing much, man. About you, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get like you, man. It won't be like me, man. <laughs> hey, you got a podcast, man. You are better than oh, me, please. man. Please, <laughs> please. I appreciate you doing this, man. Hey, man, no problem, man. I appreciate. I know you jump on to a lot of my stuff, man. So I appreciate you, man. Oh, just listen. It, it, like a lot of stuff, it started like during COVID. You know, you find yourself looking for other things, and I, I was miffed at how many people were into cigars, in particular, how many black people were into cigars Mm -hmm. and how many cigars were available and the different types of cigars. Like I like, you know, two years ago, I just I just had the handful that that I smoked uh, that I would smoke from here and there. Okay. But then, you know, COVID hit. Then all of a sudden I found a couple different podcasts. I found dudes like you. Uh, I found dudes like the Cigar Talk guys. I found uh, guys like um, like your man, Cigar Fraternity. Um, found dudes like Table Talk. And then all of a sudden it was like, yo, this like like what I knew was like this much, you know, compared to what was compared to what was available. When when did you start the idea of just putting putting your experiences down and in, in sort of like a, a, a Instagram blog form? Well, mine started. I want to say maybe 2019, maybe. Okay. And, and and that's all it was. It was, I was smoking so many different things that I couldn't keep up with. When people asked me, man, have you smoked this? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I smoked What'd you think about it? I don't fucking remember. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, let me start, man. You know, I, I cuss like, I cuss like a lot, a lot, man. Please, gonna, please. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you, make sure, man. So, you, you here because of you. Okay, so <laughs> you know, I smoke a lot of shit. So I'm like, uh-huh. I couldn't keep up with it. I didn't want to have a book writing it down. I didn't want to keep a phone. So Instagram was the perfect thing for me. Yeah, I could go on Instagram, take a picture of it, say what I thought about it. Bam, it's done, mm-hmm. and I could always go back to it. So always go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. So that it that per it truly is my personal, um, my personal account of cigars I smoke. Okay. And how long have you been smoking? Uh, I've probably been smoking around seven, eight years, but I've gotten more serious about it probably in the last three, okay. three four. Okay. And is there any particular circumstance where you started smoking cigars? Is there like some funky story involved with it or you just picked up a cigar and started smoking? No, it's not, it's not a real good story, man. You know, every day I used to go to the gym, mm-hmm. I used to pass by this uh, cigar lounge. Okay. Always stuck out to me when I rolled by. Always stuck out. One Saturday, I wasn't doing anything. I went up there and smoked my first cigar. Nice. Now, what? What were you a cigarette smoker before that, or? Oh no, 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 nah, man. I didn't, I've never, I've never smoked cigarettes. I've never, uh, never been a weed smoker. Yeah, this is the first thing that I tr- that I actually smoked. Same, you know, same, for, same here. Yeah. And for lot for longest, you know, I was, I was still trying to compete a little bit, so I wasn't. I didn't want to, you know, block my lungs up for my cardio. Uh-huh. So, you know, see, I never smoked anything. Okay. 
Yeah, I was the same way. I smoked. I, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to start smoking uh, cigarettes. But then my mom caught me. She whooped my ass. And so I stopped smoking, uh, stopped smoking cigarettes. And then uh, when I got into the military, I hung around with these old salts and uh, they handed me a, a Hoya de Monterey. That was like the first like actual cigar, like like cigar cigar I had. I had like, you know, blunts and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But that was the first time I actually smoked a cigar. And they actually like showed me how to smoke a cigar. That No, you're not supposed to inhale a cigar. You're supposed to, you're supposed to take it. You're supposed to let that smoke hit your tongue. You're supposed to blow that sucker out and then just. And then and just chill. And then after that, I thought I was a, a hot shot. So I would be smoking like Swisher Sweets and shit like that, thinking I was smoking real cigars. You know? <laughs> yeah, I never got into those, man. Luckily, mine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Some people try to treat them the same, though. Some people try to say that they're the same thing. Yeah, I, I, was, in, I was in. Yeah, I was in Florida a few years ago and we out back. You know, we, we ran a house. We out back having a smoke. Guy come out there with some damn um black and mild. Get the fuck out of here, that bullshit, man. You fucking, you fucking up my ambiance. I'm smelling that bullshit. Now. That's right. That's right. Oh, it smells like nothing but burnt paper. Yeah, I mean, it's like you got that. I think you had that sweet. And I'm like, man, get that shit out of here, man. Oh. Ass, that's man. that's what it is. It's like burnt paper and some shit on it to try to make it smell like it's nice. Yeah. yeah. But it's not. It's horrible. It's it's, it's just yeah. disgusting. And especially after smoking cigars more. That it, it just it just bothers the hell out of me even more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. You know, I mean, like everybody else. You know, I. You know, funny. My first cigar was a Cohiba. Oh wow! And my second one was a Davidoff. So when I first started smoking, I didn't know anything. So those are two that pretty much I kind of started smoking. I ran into the uh, Drew Estate rep here, and you know, he gave me. I think. I think I was there. They had the special. I ended up with a dirty rat. Okay. You know, I ended up then, you know, he kind of gave me um, an infuse. Okay. And I was like, okay, okay. You know, then I, I ended up trying the, uh, like, I like Candela's. Even now, I like the old man cigar. I like the Candela's. Okay. You know, a good Candela, I like it. I like that that grass here. So I, I smoked the Cuba Cuba Candela. You know, so I had probably about a, period of maybe three, four months where I kind of dabbled with them. Okay. But then I went away from it 100%. And I tried to smoke one maybe about a year ago because I seen it. I think the, the Candela. So I tried to smoke for old time's sake. Man, that was the worst shit I ever had in my fucking life. <laughs> and I was like, man, how, how did I ever did smoke you? this shit? <laughs> You know, I like that was a that was a sad three month period for me. Obviously, man, because uh-huh. that that shit just didn't work for me, man. That, so, but but your palate changed probably. That's so probably that, that's definitely happened. I mean, your your palate changed. I mean, you'll probably, I mean, we'll all probably run into a cigar that we've had a couple years back, and then it just won't it it just won't feel the same. Plus, I think I I think like something like cigars is attached with like the environment that you're in. Like yeah. if you're if you're you know if you're hanging with your partners and whatnot and then you 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 grab a, a certain cigar when you grab it again that's what you were reminded of of it yeah, you know your yeah your experience of it yeah you know as yeah. opposed to you sitting and chilling or, or just uh, or just chilling with it what was so the, your first one was a Cohiba was that did you get that yourself did somebody yeah. give you a Cohiba or 
I walked into that lounge that Saturday that Saturday evening, uh-huh. and like I say, not knowing anything, you know, the only I recognize names like Cohiba Fuente. You know, those mm-hmm. are names you recognize. Right. So I seen the Cohiba. I'm like, man, that must be a good one. I heard of it and I grabbed it. <laughs> well, have you spoke to Cohiba since? Yeah. You know what? So I smoke Cohiba now because of, of Sean Sean Williams. You know, you know, we cool. I go to I do his Zoom a lot. And okay. it's a Cohiba night. So, you know, going on there, you don't have to, but it's just fucking respect to smoke a Cohiba. To smoke a Cohiba, so, right. So I started smoking Cohiba. Mm-hmm. And I found that they weren't like, for instance, I went at, to a point that I wouldn't smoke Cohiba. But now going on there, I've gotten reintroduced to them. Like, I like the, um, they're a Connecticut. That Cohiba okay. Connecticut. Okay. That's a good ass cigar. You know, I haven't had the Connecticut, no. It's a good cigar. You know, it has a um, nice flavor, but it's not a mild stick. It's a medium, it's a medium, you know, medium plus stick. So it has some nice, you know, nice strength to it. Yeah. Nice flavors coming off of it. Uh, I like that by them. I like the um, the Royale. The Royale is good. Okay. You know, but that's the higher end one. And um, of course, now he got that Series M coming out where they've done it with a, a Pete and DeBron. I got to try that one. And, I, this, and I've been hearing it's good. It's a really good cigar. There has. Do you think that the cigar industry is sort of like now catering to catering to their like what their customer base is? Because it seemed like for a while cigars were. It was perceived that cigars were look. It, you were smoking cigars if you were a gangster, if you were a corrupt politician, or if you were some snobby freaking uh, professor. So, <laughs> so I mean that's. That, that's what the perception of cigars was. Okay, but cigars I, were always it, it was always a, it was always a working man's it was always a working man's thing. But it seems like now you're getting much more boutique cigars in, and even the even the top lines are starting to starting to hit that market a little bit more. Am I talking on my ass or no? Oh, I mean, I think that's 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 exactly what it is. I mean, you have, you know, this is a good time for a cigar maker. I think it's good for the boutique, bad for some of the larger ones, mm-hmm. you know, because you got all these boutiques now that they don't have name recognition. And a lot of them recognize they come into the they come to the business understanding that I want to be here long term and not just a flash in the pan. Right. So those ones that want to be long term, they are producing good cigars coming out of really good, well-known factories. And they're competing because now I can get a, a good smoke from an $8, $8 stick, $8, $9 stick, mm-hmm. as opposed to going to buy a Cohiba Fuente Padron for maybe 20 bucks. Right. And, you know, I can get that. I, I'm not going to say it's the same by no means, but I can get a comparative smoke and the same enjoyment right. for, for less money. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think the boutiques are really starting to move now there's so many of them now yeah you know they so yeah absolutely i just before i stepped in i i, I i'm in a new house so i'm not smoking in a house. i haven't figured out like which spot in the house i can smoke in yet so i'm mm-hmm. I'm not smoking in the house yet but before i came in i finished a, a, a definition I, I started i got a hold of a bunch of definition cigars okay uh, those uh those do some texas the cameroon yeah. Uh, yeah, that they yeah. have and they're like what like maybe what four years in the game 
If that, I don't, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I talked to them last year. I no. I think. I don't think they're four years in yet. Okay. All right. But that. I mean, that cigar is just. It's just dope. It's got this. It's got this nice leathery, oily uh, quality to it. I'm out here in Long Island, New York, and they shipped it from Texas, and it's still and it was it's still held up. It's still held up in its construction and stuff. So I don't know what the hell they're doing, but I mean, they just came up to the plate, and they to me, they just seem to hit one right out the park. I have not had the Cameroon. I think I've had, um, like I said, they came on last year, and we did a lot of smoke with their conception. That's the burgundy okay. one. The burgundy, the burgundy one, one, right? And that that was a that was a pretty good smoke, but um. Yeah, I haven't had the Cameroon. Okay. Yeah, but I just th- I think they're an example of a, of a group that just said, you know, what the hell, you know, they, they they're doing it and not even trying, not even not even trying to compete with some of the the bigger ones, but just trying to find their own, trying to find their own flow, trying to find their own spot. Yeah, I mean that's what's going on. You know, I was on a Zoom once and they were asking about, you know, are are these new boutiques. Are they not following the tradition of what cigar smoking and uh, lifestyle really was? Mm-hmm. And my opinion was they're changing it. I mean, each 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 fucking boutique is creating their own their own, spot their own lane, in it, their own lane, and their own um what's the word I'm looking for? Their own tradition, so to speak, with it. Yeah. You know, you know, you got some of them that their whole thing is we the party thing. When you come to you come to a wider event, it's gonna be a big party. Mm-hmm. You got other ones, you go to the event, it's gonna be a, a, a calm situation, a nice calm place. You're gonna sit back, enjoy a smoke, have a conversation with people. Right. Everybody's doing their own thing. You know, it's no right now there's no set blueprint on how to market the cigar and how to present it to the public. Right. Right. And for the most part, cigar people are just are just they seem to be very very cool open people case in point i've had in in doing this podcast every time i approach a cigar person like yourself a couple other instagram nah, people I, i've i'm not think i'm right i'm just a guy sitting in the garage smoking my no but I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying i'm not saying you're making cigars and stuff <laughs> like that but it seems that people people around cigars they're just there's just a comfort that they have that they're just they're just open they're re- they're receptive they'll have a conversation they'll talk with you. On the flip side, when I try to talk to uh, whiskey people or bourbon people, they are very 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 protective of of their of their brand of their time. They don't want to talk too much. They don't want to talk about themselves too much. You know that they really want to just talk about like their you know how they made this particular bourbon and stuff like that and what i try to do is i try you know i, I want to get to know people i want to talk I, you know i'm not really interested in all that other stuff i mean we can talk about that but and it just seems like a different vibe like cigar people just seem to be much more open yeah i think cigar cigar smoking in itself is a social is kind of a social interaction with people right. i mean you, you know if you see somebody you walk down the street you see somebody with a cigar Hey man, what's going on? What you smoking? What you smoking? Right. It all it, it all magically starts it. You know that conversation. I've been I sit in the lounge, and people I don't know will sit here watching a game or something. Man, what you think about this? We it, it starts the conversation. What you yeah. smoking? Man, what you what you think about this? What you think about that? I think that you know it's it it makes it's that icebreaker. Yeah. 
you know, I understand why you see old movies now. You see the old movies and they go to a meeting. They were smoking cigars. So that's a, that's an icebreaker. You right. know, whatever tension we got going on. OK, we're going to smoke this cigar. We're going to chill for a minute. And we're going to get at it. We're going to get you at know, it. Definitely. You know, I, you know, I tell people the thing. One of the things I love about the cigar community is I go, I go to a lounge. I could be sitting here talking to a guy that's a multi-million dollar lawyer, you know, that another guy's a cop, another guy's a fireman, another guy could work at McDonald's. Yeah. Nobody cares about that shit. Right. We sitting here, we sitting here enjoying the cigar. We all on the same playing field now. Yeah. Yeah. And especially now when you look at a time where we're so like, it's almost like as soon as you step out of the cigar lounge, like you, you know, you got to deal with all you know, back to the real world in which, you know, apparently we all hate each other and 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 all this other stuff. And it, it's kind of I don't know, man, it's it's kind of it's kind of difficult to see that separation of people. And <laughs> you, you'd hate to think that, man, if everybody just had a damn cigar, maybe we could uh, maybe we can get past. Maybe we can get through some of this shit. Yeah. Well, you know, that's one of the things that I was saying I hated. Matter of fact, I think I put a post about a month ago. There was a lounge, I wouldn't even name who it is because it wasn't even worth it. They pretty much said they they want they no longer for political reasons, they only cater to one to one political party pretty much from that point on. If oh, you really? Party, party, if you want if you wasn't a part of this, don't come in my lounge at all. And that to me was really bad. I'm like, I don't want the real world bullshit. Yeah. Crippling into the fucking cigar community. We don't need that shit. No. You know, I tell anybody, I go in the lounge, I know that I'm sitting here talking and having a good time with somebody that has totally different political views, probably religious views mm-hmm. that, that I have, but that shit don't matter right now. Yeah. We're not about to talk about that. We're about to sit here and have a good time talking about whatever's on TV and talk about these cigars. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want that real world creeping in, but unfortunately, I'm seeing it start to creep in. How, how would they determine what like your viewpoints were before you came in to, to like you walk into a cigar lounge, you grab a stick, you sit down and smoke. What I mean, did they give you a test? Or did... I don't know. I guess I guess evidently when his guy lost, some people came in there probably shitting on his guy uh-huh. and he got fucking pissed off. He got pissed. So now I don't want any of y'all in here. He don't give a fuck about if he's. Um, don't you know keeping people from going in there? He don't care. Cause the reality of it is, you want to be honest, that's probably gonna pick up his business because people that by saying him, that right, because people that believe in him, yeah, man, we go in here, we can go in here, and we can talk all the shit we want to that we can't back up. It don't matter now, so we all on the same viewpoint. <coughs> Excuse me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure. It, I'm sure in some ways it's probably gonna pick up his business. You know, I'm sure they got some some Instagram or right. Facebook page, they follow that. Oh man, this is a, you know, this is a good spot for us. You know, this is our, this is a safe haven. That's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah. You don't want to see a lot of, a lot of yeah. that real world bullshit uh, creep in. This is in, this is in your, you're in Detroit area, right? Yeah, I'm in Detroit, but no, it wasn't in Detroit. Okay. All right. How long you been uh, born and raised in Detroit? Born and raised, man. I've been here my whole life, man. Ooh, so you got to tell me about what, what, what Detroit is what Detroit was then and what Detroit is now. Cause I, I've never been to Detroit. So the only thing I know is like what, you know, what I hear in the news and stuff like that. And so, I mean, what, I mean, it, it must be okay. Cause you're still there. 
Well, man, let me say, man, you know, Detroit is like any other big, any other major city, man. You always are going to go through periods of down periods. Right. You're going to have your up periods. It's, it's a cycle. You know, growing up here, man, you know, I got a pride in being in Detroit growing up here. It's still from my father. You know, my father was born and raised in Detroit. He owned his he owned a few houses in Detroit, you know. Mm-hmm. He had a pride to be in Detroit, not because supposedly you are a tough guy, but because this is where my home is. You know, this right. is where, you know, I raised my family. You know, he had a pride and, you know, my uncles, aunts all had that same type of pride. The neighbors all had that same type of pride in their community. You know, unfortunately for us, just like every place else in the 80s, the drug, the drug, um, drugs came in. You know, we yeah. had, you know, we had the Chambers, you know, the Curry, the mm-hmm. uh, Young Boys Incorporated, you know, all mm-hmm. these people. You know, of course, White Boy Rick, everybody know White Boy Rick. <laughs> Famous one of them all, and he wasn't even and he wasn't even down like that. <laughs> no, so it, it, so the funny part of his whole story, him and the Curry, was the mayor at the time, um, Comey Young, uh-huh. niece was married to one of the Curry, right? And you know he ran with all them, so it was always a big thing with that, you know. But you know that that pulled the, you know, it, of course it pulled the city down. You know, you had. Mm-hmm. You know, you went from nice air areas that were nice. You know, now you start seeing drug trade and trafficking yeah. going on. You know, but you know, it's an up and down. I mean, I still see Detroit as yeah, it has its faults. It's like any place else. You got right. you got parts of the city that you know you go to, and maybe some issues. And the other parts you go to, you know, I'm not gonna have any issues here. You know, because the right. people here, you know, they're they're people that. That, that own their homes and they're trying to keep their neighborhoods right. Right. You, you know, but I mean, we had a bad run with the mayor too, you know. You know, we had the hip hop mayor, you know. The hip hop mayor. Yeah, you know, he that was ripping off everybody. I mean, I think that <laughs> I think that was probably the the worst thing really in my estimation that happened to the city. Okay. Because the way that he was conducting business, you know, I think it ran, it, it ran a lot of businesses away from the city yeah. that were coming in because prior to him, the previous mayor, Dennis Archer, you know, he he came in after Coleman Young and just took every wiped every wiped the slate clean and he he improved relations with the state and surrounding cities. And okay. Detroit, next thing you know, we had the Super Bowl coming. Right. We had Comp USA coming here, you had Hard Rock Cafe, you know, all these businesses mm-hmm. coming in putting money into Detroit. You know, you had Dan Gilbert coming here, spending right, money. Right. You know, uh, it's another guy, I can't remember their name. You know, you got the new new hockey stadium. All this stuff had was, was in the process when he when he left office. And then next Kwame come in and kind of, you know, he had, I'm like, dude, all you, you had, all you had to do was carry, the, the ball was on the one, one yard line. All you had to do was all carry the ball. Over, all I had to do was hand the ball. I carry the ball. Dude, I'm like, <laughs> I, I truly felt like he did this much good in the city, man, just that much. Mm-hmm. He could have wrote his political ticket for the rest of his life there. Oh. You know, 30, 38 years old, you're the mayor of a major city. You just do, you just do a little bit of good. I think he would have got, he would have got, be able to run for governor. Right. And think, you know, I think the sky was the limit. But right. he came in, he turned into a racketeering of uh, him. It wasn't just him though. We had people in the city council, all of them. You know, 
with racketeering, people always say, well, that's been going on for years. I'm like, yeah, it was, probably. Everybody probably had their hand in the cookie jar. Yeah, look, everybody but, gets, somebody gets an envelope, so. Right, but, you yeah. know, people wasn't trying to take the cookie jar. They were just reaching in, getting a little bit. Reaching in, getting, getting, getting a cookie. People were trying to get a cookie. Right, you know, that was floppy. Listen, I'm going to get a cookie for the next for the next 10 years every day. I don't have to take a pack at a time. You know, just take your cookie every day and be happy. Just take, right, just take your damn cookie. Exactly. Right, exactly. So, so I think I think we're, but the good thing we're recovering from that now. Okay. You know, you know, we a lot of things are happening. Businesses are coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot a lot of things are happening. So my, I think it's going to be Detroit is on is on the upright and the up, on the upswing now. That's so good to hear. Okay. That's good to hear. What was there? Was there a recent decision? And I can't remember if it's in the if it was in the city of Detroit or in the whole state of Michigan that had to do with with cigar lounges in in particular that yeah. like had to do with their capacity or something something like that. I remember seeing a blurb or something like that, but I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, so I think maybe two months ago, what happened was, from my understanding, they opened the lounges back up. You okay, know, lounges were open to so for longest you can only do grab and go. So a lot of lounges right. had outdoor seating, you know, so they did outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. So winter came, you know, that killed everything for them. So when I think, what was this? This is April. So maybe around March, early March. So it wasn't that long ago now. I think but early March, they opened them back up so they could go, I believe, 25% capacity. Okay. Maybe 50, I can't remember. And to my knowledge, what happened was a hookah lounge, because they're all grouped together, unfortunately. A hookah lounge end up having an outbreak of COVID. Oh man! And because that happened, they shut all the lounges back down. Oh, so they put a hookah lounge in the same category as a cigar lounge. Yeah, I mean it's just like every place, everybody just like else. Like any place else, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at, look at the United States government; they're pretty much grouping everything together. It's tobacco; you're all grouped into one now. Oh, that's a damn so, shame. Yeah, but yeah. luckily, yeah, but they're back open now, so. I think they had fifty percent capacity again, but you know, like it started to get warm. We've been having fucked up weather here, man. Fucking three weeks ago, it was fucking eighty degrees. Six five days ago, it was fucking flurries outside. What the fuck is that shit, man? <laughs> we've been waiting on. We've been waiting on spring to come. Spring has it. Like this was like the first. Today was like one of the first few days in which it hit like seventy degrees. Mm. We we out here the East Coast. We're, we're we're waiting on spring. We keep saying, okay, it's fucking time for you to start showing up now, so we can, you know, sit outside. Shit, I'm like, an, I'm in a new house, man. Wifey won't let me smoke in the house, so I'm like, I got to get outside so I can smoke these damn cigars. Yeah, yeah I think today was 54. So today's 54. Beautiful day though. Not mm-hmm. a, not a fucking cloud in the sky. 54. Tomorrow's gonna be 82. Yeah, man. What but, you gonna do, man? Yeah, but it's, dis- you know, as we say, it's Michigan, man. We mean, if you don't like the weather, give it a few minutes; it'll be different. Give it a few minutes; it'll change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah out here, like out here in New York, as far as as far as cigars go, what they've done is they've put a huge uh, they put a huge tax on cigars. So yeah, we're paying like I think for the most, if you go to a cigar lounge, you're going to be paying. Uh, some in some some instances up to like seventy five percent more than the retail uh, in the retail value of that cigar. Mm-hmm. Now now some lounges will will try to you know lounges are doing what they can to hook you up, 
And some of the other counties outside, some of the other counties, the smaller counties, are pretty much like thumbing their nose up at it and just telling these businesses, hey, you run your business, how you run your business, we'll take care of the state. Um, but yeah, they're trying to, and they're trying to lump cigars in with cigarettes, which I don't understand. Yeah, like they're trying they're, to treat it the same, like treat it like the same thing. Yeah, hookah, all that stuff, they're, they're, they're bringing everything together. It's tobacco, you know. And that's what I tell people, I like, like when I seen, uh, was a month ago, Kobe Internet or National Cigar Day, I'm like, what fucking country is National Cigar Day in, motherfucker? Because I know this country we fucking in don't fucking like tobacco. So how the fuck is it National Cigar Day? Motherfucker, have you looked at the taxes you paying on this shit? You gotta be out of my damn mind talking National fucking Cigar Day. Kiss my ass, motherfucker. I'm sorry, man. I apologize. No, I don't apologize for nothing, man. That makes it beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's some bullshit. It is some bullshit. I try to tell people, say, look, like cigars have one ingredient in them. Yeah. They have one ingredient. It's tobacco. That's that's all it is. You know, sometimes, yeah, you get some of the infused ones that might have, you know, some other stuff in it. But for the most part, all, all cigars are is tobacco. Tobacco mm -hmm. aged a certain way from a particular location and, you know, rolled and wrapped in certain, in several different combinations. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing. They don't add anything to preserve no. it. Don't add anything for flavor. It's just it, it, it came out the ground. They hung it up. Yep. Cured it, let it dry out, and then they rolled it. I did that one time, uh, strung tobacco. I had a friend that lived in uh, the Carolinas, and uh his dad was a um uh had a, a small tobacco farm. Mm. And so I worked with him over the summer, one summer, stringing tobacco. And that's, I'll never do that shit again. That's, that, that was the hardest shit I ever did in, uh, in my life. Like you pick like the whole sheet up, imagine the size of your house. And that's pretty much the, the sheet of tobacco as they stitch it up together. And you mm -hmm. take it up to this barn and you take it up to the top of the barn. And then you got to drag it all the way over from one side of the barn to the other side of the barn and string it. And you do that in, in like in layers all the time. And of course, this is not an, a nice, beautiful, air-conditioned uh, building. It's hot as hell. Right. Yeah. That's why I tell people I, I have no desire to be in the cigar business whatsoever. I'll None. let y'all do all the. I let y'all do all the heavy lifting, motherfucker. I just buy it. I'll just buy it. <laughs> this this is my contribution right here. That shit. There you go. Oh yeah, that shit good. Right. Mm, there. That's, that's good. My, my <laughs> that's my contribution. <laughs> How um how does your does your do you have a family? How big is your family, and do they smoke? No, I don't. I'm the only one. You know, oh, my okay. father. Yeah, you know, my father used to smoke cigarettes back when I was a kid. You okay. know, you know what's funny? Now that's that's the funny thing I think about that. My father, all my uncles, a lot of my aunts, a lot of my cousins. When I was a kid, they all smoked. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I figured at one point I would probably smoke too. You know, as a kid. You like, that's the coolest shit in the world, man. My uncle's sitting there fucking with a drink, getting fucked up and smoking cigarettes. Uh -huh. I got to do that shit. That's man. it. That's, that's about being an adult. Show me the way. Right. I got to be an adult now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't want that cigarette, that cigarette shit. That cigarette shit not work. Nah, I'm good on that. I'm good on that. Yeah, nobody, I think nobody in my, well, my cousin will smoke sometimes, but he's mostly a pipe guy. Okay. You know, and like me, I got a pipe, but I'm too lazy for a pipe. A pipe you know. is work, isn't it? No, that's this much goddamn work. It but is was, work. Other night, so 
he he smokes a lot of the mild. See, he's a mild smoker. He doesn't, you know, I like a little bit more strength. You know, I like okay. that medium, full strength, you know, depending on what it is. So I brought some tobacco that's got some strength to it, full strength tobacco. He had never seen it before. He like us, he never buy that shit. I'm like, well, here you go right here, man. It's about to be on tonight. We about to go. <laughs> so, dude, so let me tell you, man. I never felt, how can I put this? How can I put it? I don't want to put this the wrong way in your car. Fuck it, man. I felt like, man, that I was that I was fucking that I was in the dope game with this shit again. Right? I'm putting, dude, I'm sitting there with it. So you've seen pipe tobacco before, right? Yes, yes. So you know I'm sitting there with it in the little container breaking out. You gotta break this shit up. You gotta break, you gotta break it up, you gotta do that, you gotta pack it, you gotta do it, yeah. Well no, but you gotta break it even before you can pack it, you gotta break the shit up <clears> so you can even use it, because it's a block. Right. Dude, I felt like, God damn, man, I'm breaking up. Hey, man, give me some, get where the bags at, man. Where the bags at, man? We, yeah, man this is, I'm like, dude, this is, this fucked up, man. I'm used to, I'm used to coming to you. You already did this shit, man. So, but, dude, it's just so much fucking work, man. You pack it in there, then you got to tamp it. Put a little bit more in, tamp it. Then you light it. Then you got to know the exact when to point to tamp it again so it stays lit so you don't have to keep lighting it. Like, dude, look at it, man. I lit this motherfucker one time. I'm a smoking hot horn, man. I don't need that shit in my life, dude. I don't need this shit in my life, dude. Tell me, look, I'm a lazy guy, man. I'm lazy. Uh-huh. So I want the I want the simplest way out. What's the simple? Okay, the simplest way. I'm this good. Is right it, the simplest way. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. Smoke your pipe, man. Do your pipe, man. We good, man. Go ahead, like that three more times. Mm-hmm. But that's the funny part. His ass to do it. Motherfucker be walking, be walking around. We be shooting pool, playing music, throwing dart, all this shit. And that motherfucker don't go out. That motherfucker know exactly when point to tamp it. Wow. And I don't see him like that shit again. And you, man, you just gotta do it a little bit longer. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much work, man. And it's a lot of work. It's too much work. That's a lot of work. Once again, I like to let other people do the work, and I and I enjoy your work. And I enjoy it. I'll enjoy it. Who who are you? Um. Who were you chilling with uh, on IG Live today? I know it wasn't on your IG Live. You were on somebody else's IG Live. And I was cracking the fuck up because you do, that dude, that dude, is is he a pastor? Is he a reverend or something? If that motherfucker reverend, we all going to hell. I was about to say, because I I, I think you just kept referring to him or he like said like other people referred to him as reverend or whatever. And I was like, wait a minute, this is dope. Because if this dude is, I'm like, okay, where's this congregation at? So that's well, I think the name of his Twitter is uh fuck, I can't the Reverend Reverend Goodsmoke. Okay. So who that is, that's my man G from the G Spot in Memphis. Okay. He owns the G Spot, he owns the cigar lounge. So they got their little crew, they call it the Petty Crew. Um, I can it's, it's a few of them. They are, you know, they kind of do zooms together, they hang mm-hmm. together. That's their crew. So I guess he started. I think about a month ago, he started that page up. And on Sunday, he comes on and he just goes through what you've seen today. He goes through it, man. You know, they, that's, uh-huh. just them having, that's just them having fun. You know, he popped me on kind of unexpected because I was driving. Uh-huh. And I'm, like, I'm like, dude, I can't, in my head, like, I can't give you my best material while I'm driving. Man. Uh-huh. You know, I need to be stationary. And I give you some good material then, man. You know, I, I, so, you know, in my head, I'm like, I'm like okay, man. You know, I came, so I came on, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'm gonna come on. I'm out here spreading, you know, spreading the 
the fellowship is spreading the four roses to everybody. Want everybody to get the four roses of the day. But then I'm like, man, I can't concentrate on driving to keep this shit up, man. <laughs> so it, it just became, uh, okay, man, you know. <laughs> Your man said, and I started cracking up. And the reason why I cracked up because because my like a guy who's really really close to me, he's an actual pastor, and he actually said the same the same exact thing. And he don't cuss or nothing, but he says if anybody in the church tells you that they're perfect, that nigga's lying to you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Straight up lying. We are absolutely. human. We're human beings. We are flawed. Some much more flawed than others. But don't ever let don't ever let that guy's a perfection fool you. So listen, man, I'll tell anybody, man. I'm fucked up in a motherfucker. I'll tell anybody. <laughs> You as full of shit as anybody else, right? Right, right, right. I mean, you know, but see, my problem is that I'm honest. You know, I don't think I'll tell you, what? I mean, fuck you. Fuck your mama. Fuck your daddy. I won't say that about your sister. Your sister's good people, man. But, you know, fuck all y'all. But, you know, I, I know I got a partner that he came out to, you know, he, he decided that he wanted to get get some religion, you know. He went to mm-hmm. he, he didn't go to normal. He became a um a black Israelite. Okay, cool, man. Okay, all right, that's cool. So I've been knowing this cat though since we was in high school. Oh shit! So he starts talking to me one day about stuff, and I'm listening to him. All right, motherfucker, what? What the fuck, you joking right now, right? So he wants to start telling me how I'm not living my life right, right, dude, right? You not living your life right. Right. And I'm like, you got damn right I'm not. Motherfucker, that's why I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but motherfucker, you do remember that when all this training came in on how to live a fucked up life as I do, your ass was training with me. You do remember that shit, right? Okay. <laughs> Do I look? I know, yeah, you've been good the last two years, but we're about to fucking 41 before that motherfucker. Don't, don't, don't say 41. Wow. Don't they say here to act like you don't, <laughs> that this is different. You know, uh, but, you know, whatever, man. You know, yeah, everybody, man, I'll tell anybody, like, dude, you know, I don't expect you, preacher, I don't expect you to be perfect. No. You know, if, if, you, if you fucked up as a preacher to a certain extent, I, you you a little fucked up. I'm like, okay, you cool, man. You you you're normal. You're relatable. Mm-hmm. You know that's, if, the, if, that's the thing to be able to relate. Yes, right. You know, I remember years ago, I was working at a, um, I was at, I was doing some work inside the church. Young cat was the pastor of it. Just got it from his father. We sitting there, we kicking it, and he's like, yeah, man, this was not what I wanted to do with my life. This was not what I planned on doing in my life. He's like, I was off in college. Having a good time where I can't talk about what I did, but I was having a good time. Just, just I was having a good time. <laughs> he was like, I came home one summer, was working here, you know, helping them out like I've always done. And he was like, dude, it hit me that this was what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go back. I wanted to stay here. So he was like, man, you know, I'm real. He's like, I'm real about it though. He like, like we have, they was having a this was leading into uh it was in December. So he's like, man, you should come back for for our New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve party. I'm like, dude, no, nah, man, I, I can't be. I know Kirk Franklin, you know, be, you know, getting the hype a little bit, but that ain't my thing. And he was like, oh, no, bro, you got the wrong idea here. He was like, at 1201, 
I'm done with my my preaching. I'm done with my sermon. He like 1202. I love me some Prince. Prince will be rocking in this. <laughs> Prince will be rocking up in here, bro. <laughs> he like, now don't be wrong, man. You know, I can't play. He started naming like, you know, unfortunately, man, I can't play Doomy no more. I can't play Darling Nikki. You know, but you know, but you know, it's some other stuff I can play though. But some other you know? shit you can play with Prince. Right, he likes some other stuff I can play, but you know, some of it I can't, man. But you know, man. Yeah, <laughs> Prince wasn't even playing those uh, before he passed, but Prince wasn't even playing those anymore. He wasn't no. playing some of that old shit anymore after he became, you know, he became before he passed. Um, he became a Jehovah's Witness doing the actual, and he was surprised, like doing the actual, like, you know, going to houses and shit and wondering why people were, like, you know, freaking out at the, at the door. He's like, motherfucker, you prince. Right. <laughs> so this, I'm gonna tell you this how this went. I'll be you sitting there like, man, look at this shit. These motherfuckers I come knocking at. Look at this mother, look, dude. Look at this motherfucker. You got them high heels on his blouse and shit. Man, we gonna clown this motherfucker. Wearing purple. Oh shit. This the motherfucker get it's all the Prince. Up. Prince, what up, motherfucker? What up? Love, motherfucker. Love, motherfucker. <laughs> shit, man. Dude, I know you, but dude, how was acrimonia, man? Just tell me that, man. How was tell vanity? me, please. Tell me how vanity was, bro. You know, it's funny. I seen Prince when he did his um, musicology tour. Okay. He came here, and he didn't, he had, that was the first night. It was so funny. I forgot who was opening for him previously, but when they came here, the time, uh. got back together, and they were open, his opening act. So they threw down. So he come out and he started, you know, Prince started doing his song. He telling, so he's doing Alphabet Street. Okay. You know, and he gets to the part, you know, where he tells it, would you mind if I just watch? watch. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, get out. I'm like, yeah, I'm waiting for it now. Nah, I'm waiting for it, dude. I'm just talking to this chick, man. I'm with her. I'm talking shit in her ear, man. Singing. So he break out, would you mind if we just watch TV? I'm like, what, man? TV. <laughs> Yeah, you are, wait a minute, I'm like, wait a minute. You mean you put that TV? You want Vanessa Del Rio or something, dude? We, we, this, ain't just, this ain't be the chipmunks you want to watch now, right, man? What the hell, man? But you know, first of all, man. He was bad. I was, I was, I, I really was. When I found out that he passed, I really was sad. That was that remains to be like the best concert I saw. I saw him out in the state of Washington. I saw him at this outdoor amphitheater, fucking three hours. It was him. Um, him, uh, Larry Graham, and uh, Shaka Khan had open for him, and they like tore it down for like three and a half hours. And so you know, Larry Graham is the reason he got that he wasn't singing all that stuff anymore, man. All the shit that you yeah, like to hear. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at Larry Graham, like motherfucker. Let me tell you something. Once you left fucking Sly and the Family Stone, you had one motherfucking. Song. You had one hit. One motherfucking song. <laughs> Why you fucking up this motherfucker? Why you fucking up everybody else's <laughs> stuff now? <laughs> I want to hear Dirty Mind. I want to hear Hit. I want to hear all this shit. I want to hear Lady, lady Cab Driver. I want to hear right. all this shit. Right. I want to hear This Is For Why I Wasn't Born Like My Brother Has. I want to hear, man. You fucking my shit up now, bro. Listen, man. I apologize because I just done turned your fucking podcast to a shit show. And I apologize for it. But... You have to, you have, bro, you have nothing to apologize for. I need, <laughs> so, I need some more of this shit. What, 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 you, uh, what you sipping on? Listen, man. Do you edit this, man? No. Oh fuck, man! Your shit gonna be real fucked up by, no, by the end of this, man. I don't. I don't. I, I don't we, can, we can go as long as you want. It don't matter. Oh man, you can't see it, man. I got a three. Oh, the three chord. Yeah, I, this is. I, 
I was just about to pick that up, and I didn't. You know, you in one of the rare states that can get it. Yes. It's here, New York, and I think <clears throat> Kentucky. Yeah. But the um, this is the rye. The rye is really good. I dig the rye. Yeah. The uh, the bourbon is cool, but the rye is where I where I moved to. They link up. Doesn't three chord link up with uh, line of duty cigars? No idea. I don't even know who the fuck. Line. Oh, yeah, line of duty. I've heard of them. No, yeah. I don't know. Why. I think they link up with line of duty. I think they link up with line of duty cigars, in which they do some promo shit together. I know they did out here in um in a couple of lounges I go to. Um, three chord and yeah, three chord and line of duty cigars. Yeah. You and you are meant do you know uh you know cigar table talk? Know him, no. Okay. I don't know him. Um I've been trying I've been trying actually been trying to get him to do this, but he's like every every day he, he's he's one of them uh he's one of them fly dudes. Like he's 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 just he's he's fly and he's kinda be honest with you, he's kinda fucking scary. So I'm like, all right, I need to I need to make sure that when I approach him, I'm I'm like so, right. So Jahar. Is cool as fuck, man. I, I believe I believe that. So, but it just he comes across as like I get on his IG lives every once in a while. Every once in a while, he he'll pop on an IG live and, and like start talking some stuff, and I'll, I'll throw like a couple questions at him and stuff like that. So, cool, so oh, we we always fuck with him. That's uh -huh. about. So, have you ever heard his podcast? Yes. So this is your podcast. Welcome to Cigar Table Talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, definitely at the end. It's time to pay the bills. I'm like, motherfucker, who the fuck is that doing this shit? So I'm like, I'm like, motherfucker, you ain't nothing like that. What the fuck? We on a Zoom one day, uh -huh. and my man from um one another cigar company, of mine was on there, and he had done my live, and he was trying to get with cigar table talk. You know his, okay? And we on this, we on Zoom, and he made reference to, yeah, man, I'm trying to get on cigar table talk, but you know my man won't call me back. My boy, so Jahar sitting there, he, motherfucker, what? What the fuck you say, motherfucker? <laughs> motherfucker, tell us like you motherfucker. I called you, you fucking got me back, motherfucker. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, hey man, what happened to the uh, to the professional? Yeah, well, it's time to pay the bills, right? Now, what happened to that shit, motherfucker? What happened to that shit? He's he, he's uh he's old school Brooklyn man. Man, man. Yeah. I, 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 well, okay. From what I, from what I've seen, no, 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 that motherfucker, he ever, man, that motherfucker be wanting to die, want to kill tonight. That motherfucker, he's like, I'm ready to die tonight, motherfucker. I'm ready to die. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you, man, you want to get, yeah, Jahar is cool. Jahar is cool. You'll, you'll enjoy him, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He, he's cool as hell, man. Oh, man. When, um, do you, which, how many, go back. Of the cigar lounges that you go to, do all of them like serve liquor? Yeah, they all serve liquor. Yes. Okay. So when, when so when COVID hit, did like it affect them from selling like because they had like a liquor license? I guess they had to like treat them because I know out here in New York, a lot of places, a lot of lounges don't sell liquor, and so they were able to get around 
some of the laws that they put in for for businesses, like when businesses can open, when businesses can close and stuff like that. So it seems like those a lot of lounges are like that. If you sold liquor, they almost had to like treat you like a restaurant. Yeah. So here, <clears throat> what they did was because once again, they couldn't do indoor seating. Right. So they would come outside and they had to serve the alcohol in plastic cups. They couldn't they couldn't serve it in glasses. If you had a beer, they had to pour it into a to a plastic cup to bring it outside to you. Okay. That that was their only um only thing they had to do. Okay. All right. And has and has COVID hit hit your area hard or or I mean oh, well you know Michigan besides it was I think it was New York and then Michigan with the highest rates. Okay. So yeah, we 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 have very high rates here. You know, okay. all all last year, fuck, I I went to work. And came and came home and sat in the garage. That that was my whole year last year. You know, I have. I mean, I'm like shit. I'm not. You know, like people. I, a lot of people I knew were talking about. Man, have you taken the COVID test? No, I ain't taking no fucking COVID test. I don't go around no motherfucking body. Fucking <laughs> take COVID test. So, so here's my thing, dude. If you tell me, so listen. Let's start here. Okay. When COVID on March 12th of last year, I was sitting in New Orleans when COVID really started hitting. Okay. So I was one week from, I think, Mardi Gras. So when we were going to, there was a group of us going to um, New Orleans. On Monday, they canceled the Bourbon Festival, which was on Wednesday. Okay. They canceled that because of COVID, because I think they had had maybe, maybe five or six. They had a low number, but they, fucking let's just stop it. You know, stop congregating. By the time I got there on on Thursday, you know, I got there on Wednesday. I think they had they were up to maybe like ten, ten cases. So we in New Orleans now. So I'm there, man. We walking around, going through Bourbon Street, sitting out in front of the hotel, smoking cigars, drinking all night. Hotel is real good, bring us ice and everything. Because the guy was like, "Look, I'm just happy y'all still came because so many people canceled, canceled, right? You know, and at the time." In our in our eyes, you know, because we wasn't told the truth about what it was, we were like, man, fuck it, man. It's just a, man, okay, I, I get a severe yeah. case of flu. I get some days flu. off. Right. I get some days off of work. That shit's sweet. So, man, we down there killing it. So, I'm we at the hotel. I get a call from my boy. Like, yo, it's Friday night. He's like, yo, they clearing Bourbon Street. So, I could hear in the background the cops trying to get people off Bourbon Street saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's a health risk you being out here please everybody go back home to your hotel whatever whatever i'm like all right cool we we just sitting out in front of the hotel doing our thing anyway so so the next morning no so that night the hotel guy come out like yeah it's up to like it's up to like 30 cases now and he like they're talking about possibly shutting down the hotels and forcing everybody out of here wow so I'm like, motherfucker, what the fuck you mean? You know how much it's gonna cost me to get a new ticket to leave here? That shit ain't gonna be free. So we sat there, and by the time I <clears> left <throat> on Monday morning, I'm going to the airport. I think they was up around 60 then. Okay. So in my in my eye, in my head, by that time I started to really see how it was spreading on those few days. I'm like, I got that shit. Mm-hmm. How could I how can I not think it? I'm like, I done been on Bourbon Street. Ain't no, nobody knew about wearing masks, anything like that, or social distancing. Right. right. So I'm like, we all down there having a good time. It is what it is. I get to the airport, I see this couple sitting there with a hazmat suit on, and I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. 
But I'm like, motherfucker. But it's a hazmat suit. You got it. I'm like, it's too late for that, motherfucker. You done already encountered the shit if you got it. But I mean, that's a preacher that you holding that shit in and ain't passing nobody up, I guess. But you already got the shit. You know, so I came so I came back home. I was like, okay, I'm a quarantine. You know, luckily for work, I don't have to be around people. Okay. So, you know, I, I went to work, did my thing. You know, I made past the on the funny on the 14th day. The I got an email from work and they saying anybody that's been out of that's that's been anywhere, maybe in contact, you need to let us know now. So you're gonna have to, you know, quarantine. Okay. I'm like, well shit, motherfucker, yeah. A week ago today, my ass got back from New Orleans. So yeah, man, it's time to be the quarantine. How do you get me off? Well, well, you haven't came in contact with anybody. I'm like, but I'm just saying by y'all, by y'all, what y'all put out here, I need to be off work. Stop trying to fuck with me. Let mm-hmm. me go home. They didn't. Three days later, so funny. I go in the one time I've been in the office. I rarely go into my office. Okay. I went in, seen a couple guys in there. I get a call two days later, one of the guys tested positive for it. Oh man. So I mean, in my head, I know I ain't I didn't I wasn't close enough to him or long enough, but I'm like, well, that sounds like two weeks off free paid. <laughs> so, what, 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 are you just trying to get off? You got them right. I'm just trying yes. to get off. Fucking, yes. I'm trying to get off. So they ended up compromising. They they told me to stay at home and work from home for like 10 days. I'm like, okay, I can do that. That's good enough. Oh, we could sit at home and be good enough. <laughs> and you can work from home, right? Yeah. I mean, most of the time. In the morning, this is where I'm starting out at. I sit here, I work, I do my open up computer, do my first initial emails, calls mm-hmm. I need to make. Then maybe by 11 o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock, I'll trickle out, you know, get out a little bit and yeah. come back home. Yeah. So, and, and, and now, what, 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 what do you, what do you think now? Like, you think now it's time to like, let's, you know, let's get this shit moving or you think we need to be uh, cautious? So, Man, this is getting political now, man. So I'm well, I'm just saying. Right I'm, I'm just like, what, what's what's your? I'm one of those. I'm one of those dudes. Like, we need to get this shit moving. So I'm one of those. Yeah. We need to get this thing going. We 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 know like this isn't this isn't March April 2020 anymore. We know what the deal is. We we know what's up. And you know, if you yourself want to be cautious, God bless you. Go ahead and be cautious. But I think we need to allow people the yeah. opportunity to make that choice for themselves. So here's my thought on it, man. Being straight up 100%. I think that it's not going anywhere. Okay. Right. And if you're not getting vaccinated, it's not a it's not a um a question of if, it's when you get it. Okay. Because understand, once you get vaccinated, you can still carry it, but it doesn't affect you. You know, the vaccination keeps you from getting those bad symptoms that you can die mm-hmm. from. But if I got it and say, like, you're not vaccinated, so what's going to happen, probably by end of the summer, masks are going to start coming off. So if you're not vaccinated, you're going to get it. And, and unfortunately, it's going to be a constant cycle of people getting it who haven't been vaccinated until they fucking die. And that's just a harsh reality of it. Right. You know, so that's why I'll tell anybody when you get the opportunity, take the fucking vaccination. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you know, it's it's just <clears> funny <throat> to me 
that how in America, I know, you know, the, the word privilege has been going around people that are yeah. feeling privileged. But let's be real. As Americans, we all are fucking privileged. Right. We don't deal with the shit that other countries deal with. You know, for instance, when China got this shit, and they told them, yep, yeah, time y'all to mask up. Them, okay, no problem, motherfucker. We used to this shit. They mask mm-hmm. up. Them motherfuckers, how, how the fuck the shit end, starts over there and they get better before we do? How the fuck yes. that's possible, man? <laughs> what kind of is that? Yes. So, you know, because these other countries, look at Australia. Australia, I think they just are starting to get the vaccination. Them motherfuckers are back to normal. Because when they did their lockdown, people followed it. People didn't fight it. People didn't fight. Let's, let's do what we need to do to get rid of this so it benefits everybody. Nobody fought it. In America, what you get? You get fucking fighting every step of the way. You get motherfuckers here going to the state capitol with guns and shit because they mad because we own restrictions. Why are you fighting something? Every, it, you can't tell everybody in this country knows somebody that has either had it or died right. from it. Right. So you know it's fucking real. And I, I used to tell people, I don't give a fuck how bad of a, of a, how much you think this may be a conspiracy. Guess what? The time to fight that conspiracy is not now. The, the time to, right now, you need to make sure you're safe and that you live to fight that conspiracy next week. Because if you're not safe, your ass not going to live to fight the fucking conspiracy. That's a good point. So, so my thing now is, once masks come off, you know, people that's not vaccinated, they're not going to want to go around with masks. They don't want to wear masks now. So what's going to happen? That shit's going to keep circulating until finally kill your ass. And that's the, that's the raw truth about right. it, unfortunately. Right. You know, get the mask, uh, Like I heard people, well, you gonna have, they tell me you got to get another vaccination at the end of the year. Well, fuck it. If I got to get another vaccination that's going to keep me from fucking dying, yeah, I, I'll do that, man. I'll do, I'll do, yeah, it's that 20 minutes. Yeah, I can do that, man. But that's, that's just, that's just my point. But yeah, I mean, I think at this point, you know, people like, here, when the variant, here, y'all had the same thing. Everything spiked up about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It spiked up here. And because of all the shit that I believe that the governor got when, initially when she had all the restrictions, instead of her shutting shit down, she said, listen, I would prefer if everybody just did, took voluntary precautions. Limit your, limit the people that you're having in your establishment. Right. Make sure people are wearing masks and all those type things to try to limit the uh, transmission of it. You know, but even then, you still got people fighting. I mean, and it's just, it, it's, it's so idiotic to me, man. You know, I mean, you know, it, to me, it's certain things that shouldn't, I think that we are in a point, unfortunately, that everything is political now. Yeah. It's all about what side of the line you're on, whether you're red or blue. Yeah. And that's not what it should be. It should be about we Americans trying to save Americans. You know, just like when I see all these people going out here after these after these Asian people now. I'm like, do you do your dumb ass realize that they in the same country that you are? Yeah. They didn't just get here yesterday from China to spread shit. They've been here dealing with the same shit you've been dealing with, bro. Why are you fucking with them? They ain't no better off than you are. They 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 scared to get the shit just like you are. I don't get that either. I just don't, I don't get like how this shit just started like like popping up like I, I don't know. I, I I don't get a lot of I don't get a lot of shit that people do. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's and I understand it's just the climate of the country, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, we are we are at a we are at a point 
that I think you know how you may talk to your parents, grandparents about the civil rights movement, about the climate mm-hmm. there. I think we'll be talking to grandkids about this climate now. About this climate now? Yeah, this will be the stuff we talk about. You know, we're gonna move on to some other shit, and then uh, and then we're gonna say, yeah, well, you know, back, you know, back when COVID hit, we were dealing with all this other, uh, yeah. all this other bullshit that was going on. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's just, it's a it's a bad time. I mean, who who'd have ever thought, you know, five hell two years ago. If I'd have told you, dude, we're going to have a pandemic that's going to have everybody sitting at home for almost a year. Man, get the fuck out of here, man. You lying your ass off. You know what the fuck you talking about? You a crazy conspiracy theorist. Now, here we are. Here we are. Here we are indeed. Here we are indeed lighting up some uh, some fucking cigars. What, uh, what, uh, how big is your humidor? <laughs> or do you have one? So, I got a 450-count one that's and I got another one upstairs. Another one? Yeah. And then I got two desktops here. Listen, man, I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I got way too many cigars. <laughs> way too many. And everybody laughs at me because I say, I want to get down to, literally, I want to get down to 50 cigars. Really? That's all, that's all I want to have at any time on hand, 50 cigars. Because having so many you know, like I tell people, I don't age shit purposely. Mm-hmm. If it's got age on it, I brought it with age on it. You know, but I recognize, like this one right here, I got some of the rare stuff that hard to find or you can't find sitting in it. So I rarely go in there. Okay. But, you know, it's not that I really go in there because I'm trying to save it. It's just that I'm trying to get the other shit smoked, you know, that I got upstairs. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah, man, I, I got, I got way too many. This, this year, though, I have made a conscious decision that I'm not going to spend a lot on cigars. Okay, now what's a lot? I, I don't want you to put your business out, but like what like what's a lot? What's a lot a month? What's a, a lot month? a month? A month? I don't want to do. I don't want to make no more than one or two purchases a month. Okay. That's it. If that. And I don't want to do that. You know, the only time I make purchases now is it's certain shit like like I got to keep I got to keep yeah, excuse me. I have to keep Cohibas now because I okay. go on the Zoom. So I make sure I already got Cohibas. You know, but like a lot of stuff, like, you know, like I, I'm part of that, you know, Ezra Zion. I see that shit now. I'm going to delete that shit. I ain't buying that shit, man. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I ain't, I ain't buying that shit, man. You know, you know, when I, when I see people, you know, oh, man, this is just the latest, greatest, man. Fuck that shit. There will be another latest, greatest next week. Yeah, you know, be, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm making a conscious effort this year that, that I'm trying to not buy i'm not gonna i'm not gonna purchase make a lot of purchases i'm trying to get rid of the shit i got when you do make purchases do you make them online or do you do you hit up your lounges and and, and buy boxes and stuff from there i don't i do i don't buy boxes mm-hmm. I, I smoke too much shit to buy a box if i buy a box or something i'm like it's taking the space that i could have fucking that's a commitment 15 other cigars mm-hmm. you know so yeah i don't buy boxes I, I smoke i smoke too much different stuff you know i'm not locked into one brand or one particular cigar, so I don't buy boxes off. Usually, so when I go to the lounge, I purchase from the lounge. Okay. But, you know, it's one lounge, it's a couple of lounges here. One I can go to, I know I can always find something with some age on it. You know, like I had um, Eric Espinoza okay. on my live a couple of weeks ago. He started out with this company called REO. 
I got a box of those REOs from 2005. Wow. And he, I showed it to him. He was shy. He's like, dude, that shit's at least 15 years old. But yeah, I got a box of it. It's a, it's a lounge here. They keep all that stuff. They got all that stuff in there. You just got to go in there and find it. Nice. You know, I got another one I go to. They don't know how to introduce new cigars to their customers. Which is fucked up for a cigar company, but great for me. Because when they don't when they don't sell it, it hits the clearance rack. Mm. And, and I go in there and buy the cigar for half price. You know, so I do that one then like say the other line. I mean, I always make purchases online, but the majority of, of my purchases are online. Okay. All right. So I, I smoke a lot of boutiques. And a lot of lounges don't carry the boutiques. Don't carry the boutiques, right. Right. And are, are there lines you like? I'm assuming that there are lines you like more than others, right? Not really. Or you I mean, just... I, I mean, that's what I, mean. I, I got lines that I like. You know, like... Like, I like Castagli. I like Principal. I like... um trying to think who else I may have a lot of. Uh, I, like, I like Black Star Line. Mm-hmm. I like Carolina Blue. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't have... What I would say, I don't have a abundance of anything. Okay. You know, I, I got a lot of, you know, two or three of these, you know. So usually I buy a five pack of cigars. I'm probably realistically smoking two of them. And the other three are going to, are going to end up getting moved to somebody. Somebody's going to ask me for it or I'm going to send it to somebody. So that's typically okay. how my cigars go. So your favorite cigar is like your next one? Next, that's what that's. If you go to, if you go on my page, that's what's on my bio line. My favorite cigar. cigar is the next <laughs> one I light up until it proves me wrong. Okay. So so who you got who you got coming up on your on your IG lives, man? Nobody. Nobody? You taking a chill or what? <laughs> well, man, you know, I haven't I wanted to get back in the full swing in March, mm-hmm. but I kind of been trickling with, you know, like so I had uh Castaglion, I had Eric Espinoza. I got a couple other people that I'm gonna that I want to bring on, but I just haven't I just haven't went full four away. Probably because mostly too. I haven't I, I like to do it. I don't I don't like doing it from in here. Like I'm inside the house now. Okay. I don't like doing it from inside the house. I like being outside, you know. Mm-hmm. So because of the weather I haven't been able to be outside. Been around, right. Yeah, so I haven't really committed to I'm gonna do it. And, and even still though, like I like I said, I'm gonna I'm not gonna commit to doing it every Sunday because I know there's a couple of people that I've talked to about coming on that say we can't I can't do Sunday. Mm-hmm. It has to be during the week. So I know to accommodate them, I'm going to have to do a few of them during the week. And they're going to be at weird times, too. You know, like one cat told me, he's like, listen, I can do it any time between, I think, 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock. In the afternoon? So, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, like you and me. And like, I got a job, motherfucker. Got I don't a job. Care how <laughs> so I'm going to have to, but I'm going to have to accommodate it because I want to talk to him. Yeah. So, you know, I'll accommodate, you know, but yeah, I, I expect probably, probably by, by the end of May, I'll probably get really good going and I'll probably have somebody every week, you know, plus it's a couple, it's a couple of people that I want to reach out that I want to bring on that I know all I got to do is call, you know, people, you know, not necessarily, uh, cigar companies, but people who like do, do things like this, you know, right, right, right. you know, I want to bring them on and shoot the shit with them, you know, see. Right. You know, see their viewpoints because I think that's always a great conversation that we have behind the scenes. Is when we sit there and we talk about, dude, who the man? Who did who did you just like? Motherfucker, please, you fucking up this right now, man. Come on, man, help me with this shit, man. 
feel like I'll tell you, man. So how long you been doing this? Bitch? How long you been doing this? How long I've been doing this? I've been doing yeah. this uh, since the summer. Okay. How many cigar brands have you had on? Cigar brand. I've had uh, I've had drunk chicken cigars on. Um, that's the only cigar brand I've had on. I'm trying to get definition on most of them. All there have been like 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 reps and stuff like that, and 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 just and people like yourself who just who, okay. who just who just enjoy cigars. So so cigar brands, no. So it's funny, like me and, and, the, dude, and, and the dude from Fat Ash, the dude from Fat Ash, I had on. Okay, so me and Jahar talk about this shit all the time. And we laugh like, dude, you have certain people on that, like, if this was my, if this was my platform, mine, I would, I would name names. But this is your platform, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> but you have, like, I, if you go back and look at some of my life, you see that you're talking to people and it's like fucking pulling teeth sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm like, dude, this is supposed to be a conversation, mine. This is supposed to be yeah. back and forth. You know, if I ask you a question, you don't just tell me, nah, I, I've never done that. <laughs> you know, so like one of one of the best ones, like one of the guy I really liked that I had on was uh Ernesto Padilla. Yeah, Padilla. And or Ernesto was kept talking about, man, I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. I'm like, yo, they want to hear you, not me. Keep on uh -huh. going, dude. Uh -huh. You know, like when I do the live smoke. You know, like I do the, you know, I have people, well, you, have you seen them? I do the live smoke? Right, yes. You know, so I have them on there. Yes. So and, them my, on, yeah. and my thing for them at that point, the more you talk, the better I can sit here and really smoke the cigar mm -hmm. and, and really pay attention to what I'm getting and see what's going on. Right. The less you talk, the more you got to talk. I got to talk. You, the you, less you can't I'm smoke. Smoking, right. The less I'm smoking and the less and the more time I got to relight this thing. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, you don't want people seeing me constantly relighting your cigar yes. on this damn live. Yes, yes, that's a bad, that's a bad look. You had you, you you had some dude who who got a little like a little upset because you're you you you, you weren't so glowing on his uh, on, oh, yeah. on the review of his cigar, and I, I think and he and, and, and he came, and he came at you once, and you and you were like, "Yo, fuck you, man! I told you this was gonna be some gonna be real, and I told you I wasn't gonna be a." Uh, you know, I'm not going to be beholden to you and whatnot. I'm going to give you my honest opinion on your cigar. So the bad thing is, man, I've only had two people that the reviews went lot went, went bad for them. And you know what I like about the people, you know, that I that I have on there that we're smoking it together, mm -hmm. you know, is that every one of them I know I can trust their palate. I know. So even if I get, if I'm, you know, and I do that, I do set it up that way because. I don't want my voice to be the only voice. I don't want right. you got a cigar and me say, yo, your cigar shit. I don't want that to be the only voice. I want, if, if I got if the other six people like, yo, man, fuck that. This motherfucker good. Then I can, I can say, well, man, either I got a bad cigar. It's not fitting, you know, or something is wrong here, but obviously it's a good cigar. You going to, Hey, you, right. you will pass. You will pass. You going to ride. You know, it's, it's a majority rule, but luckily for me, we all of us have been on one accord on every fucking cigar. When we said it wasn't good, everybody said it wasn't good. There was one in which each each of you pretty much had the same note. Like you said, it tasted like like a like you had like a chemical taste to it or, or something like that. Yeah. And like four or five of you guys said the same thing. You know? And so then he like, and, 
I can't remember the dude, but I remember he but I remember he came back at you and saying that was some bullshit. Well, no, let me say what happened with that. I I, I you know listen, here's the funny part about it. I like the guy. Mm-hmm. So prior to him coming on, we had talked for maybe a couple months. You know, he be we, we would just be kicking on the phone, kicking. He's a real good guy. We done jumped, we had jumped on lives together, you know, and I and I always told him, he I'm like, dude. I'm just gonna tell you. I hope for your sake, your cigar is good. Cause that motherfucker trash, I'm gonna fucking roast your ass. <laughs> and I'm gonna roast you because you my man. I'm gonna roast you. Uh-huh. So he 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 was touting how good the cigar was. And you know, like you said, he came on there. It didn't. It, it wasn't what he what he told us it was gonna be. And so he was cool about it then. He was cool about it. You know, I think after we got there, we ended up getting on the Zoom. We we all still kicking it. You know, having a good time, you know. He was like, hey, you know, at the time, he's like, hey, man, you know, I signed up for it. I could have, I could have just, because I told him either you could do the live smoke or just come on and talk about it. Right. He was confident he won't do the live smoke. Okay, cool. What he did was he went on a podcast. So, once again, he's my boy. He's my man. Right. I fuck with him. So, anytime he owns stuff, I always going to go listen. Or I'm going to be there. He do a Zoom. I was always going to be there. Because even though you didn't go well for your mom, you still my man. You know, I'm not wishing bad on you. I want you to still succeed. You know, he, I told him then, well, dude, yeah, we don't think it's good. But hell, you telling me you in X amount of lounges, so you're doing good. You're doing well. Right. Well, this don't mean shit. He went on a podcast, and they're talking about his cigar. The, the guys are smoking it, and they're talking about it. So he say, well, man, somebody told me what they got a chemical taste. You getting a chemical taste? He's like, no, man, what the fuck they talking about, man? They don't know what the hell they talking about, man. You know, they must have <laughs> ate something or drank something fucked up before they, they drank my thing, before they uh, smoked my cigar. So I hear this and I know exactly what he's talking about. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's when I went to the to my Instagram and addressed it. You know, I'm like, dude, you can't tell me seven people from well, excuse me, six of us from six different parts of the country. We all didn't get our cigar out the same batch. We got them different times. You can't tell me that all seven of us smoking it have the same experience. Have the same with experience. The cigar, yeah. And you want to blame us. Dude, that's a problem with you and your factory that you need to address. Don't blame us because of what your cigar did. We didn't, we weren't down there blending it. We weren't right. down there wrapping it. This came from your from your factory. Ain't got nothing to do with us. You're not gonna say that that all. I mean, maybe one. Like I say, if it was just me smoking it, yeah, you right. could say that. Maybe I maybe I ate something or drank something bad with it. But you got seven. You got five other people sitting here doing doing the same thing, saying the same thing on one accord. When I went to when I went to the question, when I went to the uh, review, asked everybody, what you think about the first the first uh first third? What you thinking? Everybody. And that's by then I was popping it up on the screen so you could see it. Everybody was saying the exact same thing, basically. Yeah. So you can't you can't blame that on us, man. No, no. No. Hey, I mean, look if you if you if you roll the dice like that, you got to take uh, you got to take it when you get those snake eyes. So I had a, I had a, a one of my cat I'm cool with. He's in the business. Mm-hmm. He was like, dude, he he's labeled me. His name for me is he's like, man, you a brand killer. Like, brand, killer. brand killer. Brand killer. Brand killer. Right. He like, he like, 
so he watched that one because he knew that he had knew that he met the guy, he knew him, and uh-huh. he watched it. So, matter of fact, both of them that went bad, he watched them both. Because okay. you know, we cool, so he he supported, he watched, and he was like, dude, ain't no way I would allow somebody to do that <laughs> because if you go, if you go, if you there's he like there's a risk. You know, you got you got to figure does the the does the risk outweigh the um, reward? Right, right, you know, right, if, right. If you if you ride, yeah, it's good. But if you say it's bad, and I'm like, dude, it ain't like I got ain't like I got a hundred people watching or I got fucking ten thousand followers. He's like, yeah, but you got enough of them that if they start, if the you got twenty people on there, they gonna tell twenty people, yeah, and they gonna tell another twenty. Yeah, I'm like, well, man, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's I give people that option. I like either you come on do live smoke or not. Like I, I put it out there this year. Nobody, nobody said they want to do a live smoke. Nobody said want to do a live smoke. Uh-uh. Is you the brand killer? Hey Brad. man, I'm just, I'm Brad. just a guy. That, I'm just a guy smoking a cigar in the garage, man. That's gonna be honest <laughs> with you. See, man, that, because that's that's one of my, that's one of my, um, I guess it's a peeve. I guess pet peeve. Mm-hmm. If you are so like I tell people, I'm not a, I'm not an influencer. I'm not I'm just a guy that's sitting in the garage smoking a cigar. That's all I am. I'm no different than you. Mm-hmm. Me and you the same person when it comes to smoking cigars. You know, dude. If I spend like everybody that that comes on my live, I purchase that cigar. I've had and 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 I will say this. I've had a lot of people that come on. They've offered to give me free cigar. I'm like, nope. I'm gonna pay for them. Because I feel like if I spend my money, yeah, then I can be honest about what the cigar is. Right. If you give it to me, I feel kind of, I would feel kind of bad saying your cigar shit. But if I pay for it, I pay for the right to say, yeah, this cigar is yeah. not what you said. This cigar is this, this cigar is that. You know, you can like it. You can, you know, my thing is if. How can I, if, if you are trying to, if you consider yourself an influencer or a person that, that wants to, um, talk about cigars, every, every moment, everyone can't be a kumbaya moment. Yeah. Just be real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think most companies, most companies like feedback. And if I say it's bad, then you 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 post that was bad. Somebody else say it's bad. Eventually they're gonna be like, okay, well maybe we need to revisit it. You mean to revisit it? Yeah. Figure yeah, out if, what there's an issue, right? Right. But if if nobody's being honest with them, they think, hey, we got a winner here. We got a winner. So they they have no idea. So if it's not selling, now they're thinking, okay, man, it's bad marketing. People right. not pushing our cigar with it. And the reality is, the bad the cigar is not a good cigar. Right. I mean, I don't know, man. That's that's just one of my people. People that people won't be honest about it. Look, that's your appeal, man. That's why I, that, that that that's that's why I caught on. That's why you would just. I mean, that's how you come across. You're just a dude smoking cigars with an honest opinion, and you're going to give your honest opinion, and that'll be what it is. It's not, it's not even everybody wants to throw that word hate around and whatnot. It's not hate. It's it, it's your honest it's your honest opinion. Sometimes if you don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah, you know, like I've had um, who was it? I can't even remember who it was. Somebody that I said they cigar this one. Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna drop it, but 
I posted once that I smoked a cigar in this line. <laughs> and I said, yo, this cigar, it's not, it's not hitting me. It's not hitting me right. You know, it's not, you know, I don't think it's an issue. Because I'll tell you, if it's a good cigar, it just doesn't hit my palate. <laughs> the way I want it, I'll still say it's a good cigar. But I also will say, it's not, it's not an issue of it's not hitting my palate. It's just not a good cigar. So I said that ab about somebody on a post. They hit me, you know, because I had I had done business with them before. Mm -hmm. They hit me. Hey, no, they did. They put on the post. They're like, hey, I'm sorry you didn't like that one. Here, why don't you try this one in our line? My response was, dude, I've tried that one. That's a good cigar. You know, so I don't have an issue with you as a brand. Right. It's just, this cigar is bad. Cigar, that right. This one in particular is bad. The other one I had, I thought was a good cigar. You know, so you know, it, I, so it's not like I'm attacking brand. That's why I laugh like you. I'm not a brand killer mm -hmm. because if you tell you come on and you say this is my Cadillac right here, this is the one that that you're gonna love because I never people always ask well, which one you want to smoke. You know what you like to? No, no, no. Tell me what you think is your best cigar. That's the one I'm going to buy. If you think this is your best cigar, I'm going to buy it. So when you tell me this is your best cigar, I buy it, I light it, and I don't like it, I'm going to say I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. That's all it is, man. That's all it is. I really hope you get. I really hope you get that. Uh, get that flow back. Get get that weather going, so you can get back outside and get some of those IG lives going, man. It's it's it, it's a nice stuff. It's definitely different, and uh, I just keep it going, man. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I've been trying. To get, I've been trying to get the Friday one going real good. I've been trying to get that one kicked back up with a frat. Uh -huh. But uh, how's his business going? He 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 uh, started um like he got his own like um what like like his like an ashtray, right? Yeah, yeah, he got the ashtray. Okay. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's still he's still working on it, but yeah, that one hopefully. I don't, you know, I don't know the inner workings of it because it's not mm -hmm. my shit, mm -hmm. you know, but I think just, just little, you know, I don't get real in depth about it because right, once again, right. it's not my shit, but just a little superficial conversation we had about it. I think you'll probably, his goal is to have it ready for, you know, mass, mass production and uh, sales probably by the end of the, by the end of summer, I think. I nice. think that's what, okay. I think what his target is now. It's, it's a really nice ass trade mine. Okay. You know, like. When he did the um, when he when he was showing it, that's the prototype. Right. So I said, I'm like, yeah, the prototype looks nice, but the actual finished product, I think, is really going to be, I think, it'll be eye catching. It's versatile. You know, like I said, you can go from desktop to pedestal. It just, you know, you don't have to dump it. You know, it has a little the little trap door in it. Little trap door. Yeah, it has the bags in it. You know, so yeah, it's cool, man. It's, it's really good, man. I wish I had thought about it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to those, man. I'm looking forward back to your IG lives and, and the times you're chilling with Fret. And Brad, man, I really appreciate you taking this time out, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time hey, out. Hey, man, no problem. Like I say, man, I know you you pop on to my shit all the time, man. So we using, of course, I'm going to come on, man. Hey, I appreciate you asking me to come on, man. This is fun, man. Yeah. This is fun. Hopefully we'll do it again. Yeah, man, I mean, dude, look, when you just think, like I say, I'm a nobody out here, man. So I appreciate any time somebody. Nah, you bigger than nobody. You bigger than nobody. Hey, nobody's a to, nobody's a nobody. Hey, I go to work every day, man. So I feel nobody. Hey, <laughs> me too. Right. Let me tell you, I'm, 
I don't even podcast. You got a podcast. No, oh, that just means I know how to push the button. That's all. <laughs> Brad, appreciate it, brother. All the best. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Peace. Later. Given name is none of your business. Great chatting, sipping, and smoking with a dude who can... The only thing he knows how to do is be real with himself. He's going to be ready when the weather turns up. So check out his IG pages at Cigar Brat and Cigar Brat Live. Really appreciate him chilling with me. Thank you so much. Anchor.fm slash John's Lonely slash support. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can help me John's Lonely podcast going. Going to be more on the way. And hold you off. I'll keep it at peace.